0: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network.
1: And welcome back. I am Heather Carroll.
0: And I'm
2: Father John Rutten.
1: And we're broadcasting today from St. John Paul II Parish in Harrisburg, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. We're just about... Five, ten minutes from Sioux Falls. We're south of Sioux Falls in a nice little suburb of Sioux Falls, I would call it. I'd venture out. I'm going to be bold and call it that. Yeah. uh, You're
2: so bold, Heather. So So completely bold. bold. Man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I'm excited. We have Father Grant Lacey on the line with us. Good morning, Father. Good morning. Thank you for joining us.
0: Yeah, glad to be here.
1: So, I'm excited because I saw in the Bishop's Bulletin that you have a new assignment. Have you um, started your new assignment, or not yet?
0: I have not. I have not. I'm still oh. joyfully serving in flat and Geddes, South Dakota, not suburbs of Seat Falls. <laughs> okay. <We're>
1: two hours <laughs> left. Yeah. So, tell us about your new assignment.
0: Well, as of July 1st, I will be the Director of Campus Ministry and Chaplain for Mount Marty University in Yankton, South Dakota.
1: Wow. So now, is this the first time a diocesan priest has had this role?
0: Yes. Yes, it is. Really?
1: So what have they done in the past? Can you explain kind of the dynamics down at Mount Marty?
0: So Mount Marty is a Benedictine, uh, is a Benedictine university in association with the With the monastery there, and historically they've had Benedictine monks uh, that have come in and served as chaplain uh, for the university.
1: Okay, so will you serve as a chaplain for the monastery also, or is that? Yes, I will. Oh, Ah, that'll be that'll be great.
0: I'll be serving both communities.
1: Well, that's interesting. That's interesting. So, Mount Marty University, your campus ministry. You don't have a Newman Center there, right?
0: No, it's a Catholic institution, so we're so we right there it. in the in the student union.
1: Okay, so what yeah. kind of things are you looking forward to doing at Mount Marty?
0: I'm looking forward to looking forward to interactions with the students, uh, offering the sacraments and and offering you know spiritual advice and counsel. Uh, to the young people there at the university. Looking forward to participating, you know, however I'm called to and however I'm needed, you know, in all of the different activities on campus. That's uh, in my, my mind and my heart. That's the exciting thing about the idea of being a chaplain on a Catholic in a Catholic university is that uh, they're really the chaplain, you know, the, the faith needs to be part of the entire university experience. Mm -hmm. So really, the chaplain kind of has a toehold in every department, you know, in that the the truth of the faith needs to reside throughout the university.
1: Well, that's interesting.
2: Father Grant Lacey, you're the perfect person. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I can't can't be quiet because Uh, I went to seminary with you, and and there's nobody that would do better at being in every place of a university. (laughs) Really? Oh, Father uh-huh. Grant Lacey, like, make, you should wait till you see the truck he drives. Like, <laughs> uh, he makes his own pottery for, the thing, for his food that he eats out of. He makes his own <laughs> furniture. He's, what? like, the most creative and ingenuitive person you ever met. And yet at the same time, the guy could sit down and have a conversation about St. Benedict's uh, Rule or St. Thomas Aquinas' Summa Theologica. Uh, He'd be right at home in, like, every environment. Young people, old people. Yeah, Father Grant Lacey's the perfect fit. When I heard you were going to Mount Marty, I was like, oh, my gosh. This (laughs) is miraculous. This is like—and imagine those sisters are going to love you. They're going to love you. They are going to be so glad to have you with them. You're going to—oh, I'm— so pumped. I want to go to Mount Marta University now. <laughs> don't tell my brother father, don't tell my brother Joe Retton, uh, that that I didn't want to come before and now I do. Uh, but I do. So okay, I'm done. Back to Heather. I
1: love it. Because I've never met Father Lacey and so to have you give us a little background on who he really yeah. is. Yeah, I mean we're all
2: unique and different and and what's beautiful I think is is Bishop DeGroote is really encouraging us knowing who we are. And aligning some of our responsibilities according to what we're gifted in and what God, how God has made us. And so it's just one more example of how Bishop DeGroote, in discernment with the church, the other people, the sisters, the, can see, oh, here's a man that's gifted. I mean, it's like a perfect fit. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know... I could go down there and I might be good on the teaching side, but like I don't know that I want to hang out with the kids all the time, or you know. Or the sister, the sisters are really creative, and this is one thing that they love to do, like projects with the kids, and they love to. The the sisters just love like uh, being involved in life. They're 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 in a monastery. It's not like they have like they're just they're they're like creative. They work a few hours a day and they pray a few hours a day. And Grant, you'll be like. Right at home with them, doing their shucking their corn. And <laughs> <laughs> you, we're never going to get you out of there. So, and what are you excited about with uh, the assignment? What sort of makes you uh, say, "Wow, this is amazing"?
0: So, I've been uh, I've been a priest now for five years, five and a half years uh, thereabouts. And really throughout, you know, throughout my priesthood, I've seen these glimpses on how, how the Lord has been forming me through these years for the, you know, for ministry that I've been doing. And when I was, uh, when I was approached by Bishop DeGroote at the idea of being a chaplain down at Mount Marty, through prayer and discernment, uh, really could see how, how this could be the next step for me in my I had a, I loved college. I had a great college experience. I, I got my undergraduate from USD so vermilion just down the road from Mount Marty. And then uh and then went to seminary and and really see the, the beauty of that lifelong learning and growing in our lives. But what I found when I was at you know at college is I really needed that direction to show me to, to learn how I'm called to grow in my faith as I'm growing in everything else as I'm learning about the world, how I really need to learn about my relationship with God. And for me that was pivotal, pivotal in my vocation for sure to the priesthood, but also just in, in living my life. So I'm I'm really excited at, at the prospect of you know encountering students and showing them how the Lord is calling them, through their studies, through their life, to a deeper relationship with him. that That's what I'm excited about.
1: That's awesome. So I, I've been noticing as I've done interviews and um, had conversations with the bishop and with different priests within our diocese is that he is starting to put an emphasis on young adults and the youth. Did he have... Um, a special direction for you or did he have some words of wisdom of how he wants the young adults and the youth to be taken care of or approached in our diocese?
0: I, I don't know about you know across the diocese but I know that when he and I had conversations about you know about chaplaincy you know it was really that that need to be able to meet the young adults where they are and to point the way to Christ, to where Christ wants them to be, and it's you know they, they come out of high school, they come out, they've been through religious education, they've been confirmed, you know, and now they're called to be adults in the faith, but but really just to, to help guide them in that transition mm-hmm. to be going from being students of the faith to being livers and proclaimers of the faith. So really helping them in that transition in their life where they realize that, that this isn't something that you just show up for religious ed for on Wednesday night, that the life of faith is something that you're called to engage every day, and if you do, you receive those graces from living that life. So that was part of the conversation that the Bishop DeGroote and I had was uh, was helping the students realizing that everybody is at their own place in the journey, even, you know, as as college students, and even as students that that aren't Catholic. Everybody's at their own place in their relationship with God and try to to guide them uh, to a deeper relationship.
1: Yeah, and and that's such a concern um, for parents. I have a daughter who just turned 18 yesterday. Yeah, yeah. God help me. (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. But it's a concern, you know. um, Okay, so now she has all these dreams of going off and doing different things. And so bonus of going to a Catholic university is that it's the faith is in their everyday life. And to know that somebody like you could be at a Newman Center or at the university to help them along as they're trying to figure everything out. What are the statistics of uh, students falling away from the faith in the college years?
0: I I don't have those on me. You don't have the
1: exact numbers, Father?
0: No, I don't have the exact numbers. I know that it's a struggle. It is. I know that it's a struggle.
1: So what was it for you um, during college that kept you close to the faith? The Newman Center.
0: I uh, was the, the the I was active in the Newman Center at, at USD, um, from the you know really from the, the first years that I went there. So I I took my own path through the University of South Dakota. I started in 2000 and I ended in 2009. So I'd go to school for a while and then I'd leave and go get an adventure and work different jobs and, and mm-hmm. do different things, and then come back. But it was every time I came back. That was always kind of my. That was always my touchstone, that I'd come back to school, that I'd come back to the Newman Center, hmm. and we had different priests. You know, over that nine years, we had some transition priests, transition staff, um, but that was always that Catholic home when I was in college, and it was in my last year of last year of college after I had done all these things, and I, you know, I, tell, I always felt like I was looking for something more. I'd leave school because I was looking for something more, and I'd go out and work, and, and I never felt quite satisfied. And then it was my last year at university that I that I talked to Father Scott Trainer and really discerned what the Lord was calling me to, not just what I thought would be a fun thing for me to do next. Mm-hmm. And it was only through that, that encounter, that relationship, through the Newman Center, that that's really where it all came out. Um, so then through prayer and discernment, I, I graduated in the spring of 2009, and I, I entered seminary uh, at St. Paul in the fall of the 2009. <laughs> it's, it's just awesome. <laughs> so it's, it's just an adventure. Every day is an adventure.
2: You never it know is. what the Lord's
0: Kip- going to call you. So
2: when we were in seminary together, I had been in seminary a couple of years and then got to St. Paul and... Father Lacey's there. Um and I had I've said before I created sort of an environment with a few people that like liked to look at life the way I did. Mm-hmm. So Father Grant was one of the places where I could go knock on his door and you just knew something awesome would happen, you know, in a conversation. <laughs> and I don't know what what made it all transpire, but uh uh would you tell the story maybe about the where, I think this was you, the blessing of the bike? Were you a I part was, of the
0: Blessing of the Bike,
2: or were you the second year of the Blessing of the Bike?
0: <laughs> no, no, I was in the first year, but I wasn't a deacon yet.
2: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, can you tell the story of the Blessing of the Bike? And I think this will help you understand the kind of priest that we're going to have at Mount Marty.
0: Which part of the story?
2: Uh, when we did the Blessing of the Bike, and I, and I used the uh, the Ethiopian...
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. all right, all right, do you want the, that whole part of the story? All right, yeah. This is yeah. story. It's one of my favorites. So we had the blessings of the bike, and the blessing was uh, the Ethiopian eunuch. And that approach, you know, of take and read and the baptism and and all of this, it all came together with the blessings of the bikes. And and when I was in St. Paul at the seminary, I rode my bike a lot down along the river on the the different bike paths. And it was within a couple of months after we did the blessing of the bike and we had the the reading of the, the Ethiopian, and then I was out, I was getting ready for my day, and I was planning to go for a bike ride, went to Mass at noon, and the reading of the day was from that, was that same reading about the approaches with, with the Ethiopian and that encounter on the road. And then after Mass, I went for a bike ride, and I was about, I don't know, about a half an hour into my bike ride, and I was riding along the bike trail, and, uh, and as I was settling along, I saw there was somebody behind me, and, you know, they kind of were gaining on me. And, We're just pedaling along, and the guy rode up next to me, and I said, hi, and and we started to talk, and we talked and had this encounter, and we we rode together for about 15 miles, talking about Jesus. He had questions about the faith. He wasn't Catholic, but he wanted to know more. So I I talked to him, and I answered his questions, and and we, we had this beautiful conversation, and I got to the end, and it was my turn to, to cross the bridge to get back to seminary. And uh, and I said, well, how much farther are you going? He said, well, we passed my turn off three miles ago. He said, I'm going to go back to where I was here. But he was just, we were so engrossed in this conversation. It was really a beautiful encounter in the Holy Spirit. And to see the fullness and the fulfillment of it, it was, it was a beautiful day.
1: On a bike ride.
0: Yep. The gospel. Yep. So you never know, you know, in the day-to-day life, how the Lord is going to call you to share that experience of Jesus Christ, and to allow our day-to-day <laughs> living to, to be a moment of encounter for ourselves and, and for the people around us. So I think wow. that's the the big part of and a, the, a big part of living the, the the Catholic faith.
2: Yeah, and the striking thing about it is the importance of everything. Like, yeah. the blessing of the bike. And I think if I recall, Grant, uh, it was also with Andrew Brinkman. Oh, did yeah. We do the, the blessing was, with, the reason I was connected to it, I don't think was because of you, was it because of Andrew, or somehow, I don't know why. Andrew, it was Andrew, I think. It was Andrew had asked me to do it, and Andrew and Grant ride bikes together. Again, yeah. a friend through a friend, in a way. Mm-hmm. And so I did this blessing of the bike, and like... The way, pay attention to everything, and you see that there's something happening that I'm not planning. He didn't plan for that reading to be that day at Mass. He didn't even plan for this blessing of the bike to mean anything. Right. But that something happens, and it corresponds to our heart and to reality in such a way that you say, is this you doing this, Lord? Like, how is this, 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 like, corresponds so perfectly, only the divine could have planned this. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. But Love it's it. like in life; it's norm. It's like riding a bike. It's like, yeah, out of this world. It's out of
1: this world. Yeah. But it's actually in this world. <laughs> 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 well, Father Grant Lacy, uh, we are joyed that you are going to be at Mount Marty University and look forward to having you on many more times because we broadcast from there. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> so <laughs> we'll be seeing you soon, I'm sure. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. I look forward to it. All right. Thank you so much.
0: All Great right. God bless you. you. Have a good day.
1: You too. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, folks. And when we come back, the third and final installment of Father John Rutten's story. So stay tuned. We'll be bo- back with more in just a minute.
0: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.